0: Bigger Than Give me some
1: oh, yeah. I, mean, I was looking forward to and then I watched it
0: Hello, welcome to Bigger Van Capes. I'm Zach, and this week I'm joined by Angela. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing all right. Live and in person. Live. In recording.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't think we could hack a live episode.
1: It would just be chaos and madness and... I just think we yeah. could be
0: one of those, like you know, like you get comic cons where they have like a a, a live podcast a live recorded podcast in one of the, room
1: stream, yeah. with the
0: enthusiastic audience, and
1: people pop in and out and say hi and sell things to you and concepts and ideas, and then they just go away again. I think we could
0: sell people some concepts and ideas. <laughs> yeah. Um I guess the, the the real question here is which con? Who wants us?
1: Who wants us? <laughs>
0: I think we'll have dozens of audiences. Dozens of Literally audience. dozens of them.
1: Dozens.
0: Of them. I referenced that one line from Arrested Development, I'm pretty sure, every podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but we're like, yeah. I don't know, nearly 60 episodes deep now. Yeah. It's too soon to back down.
1: No, no too to soon
0: to back down, too late to back too, down. Too
1: late. It was too <laughs> soon a while ago. I like now the idea switched. that it's
0: too soon to back down. <laughs> Constant <laughs> references. Um Yeah, it is. So... Here we are to yeah, talk him. about Arrested Development.
1: <laughs> didn't see that one coming, did you?
0: I bet I could do an Arrested Development podcast, but it would be it would be hard.
1: Hard. But you could come up with a cool name. I don't know. Because you can do a play on Arrested Development, I assume.
0: I can try. It. Leave that with me. Yeah, I'll leave-
1: that'll be the, <laughs> the next re- spin off we'll-
0: that I propose we'll that never happens.
1: Revisit that later. So
0: we're here now. <laughs> As we did a few weeks ago to talk about one of your favourite comics from the last yes. year. Yes. Um this has been our plan to kind of catch up on trades we didn't talk about very much or things we didn't yep. feature in the kind of monthly roundups. So we're kind of yeah, but, finding them in trade. Yeah. Uh we did Time Before Time and Exo Mana War. Yeah. Some weeks ago. Yeah. Not that long ago, I don't think. I
1: can't. January. Remember. I think. It's all a blur.
0: Um and here we are with yep. Well, I'm gonna let you do the introducing. So. Yeah.
1: so so this is Jules Verne's Lighthouse, um, which is from Shadowline imprint of image, for those of you who care about the difference. Um, so the story was by David Hine and Brian Habelin, the art was by Brian Haberlin, the colours were Gerard van Dyke, the letters were by Francis Taganaga and I'm also going to shout out to production, Hannah Wall and Matt Hansel, I've no idea what you did, but your production, so good on you. Um, So yeah, so Jules Verne's Lighthouse, there is a book by Jules Verne which is called The Lighthouse at the End of the World, which doesn't bear a great deal of resemblance to this book, um, aside from character names and a general concept about a lighthouse at the end of the world. Um, so this particular lighthouse is located in space, near a whole bunch of wormholes. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, the Stormfront is the actual name where it is. Um, and it's on there, and it helps guide ships through the wormholes, and that's how it is. Um, and we have Captain Morgan, who isn't a rum drinker, but... Captain Morris. Morris. Morris (laughs) Captain Morgan. Oh, my brain. Right. Um, So, yeah. And on this particular uh, space, there are various characters, one of whom is our central character, which is Maria Vas... You can pronounce it. Your Spanish pronunciation is slightly better than mine.
0: (laughs) Maria Vasquez.
1: Thank you. Um, And, you know, life's ticking along. She has her nanny bot, Moses, keeping an eye on her. Um, She's a war veteran. Things are ticking along when uh, suddenly uh, someone on the space station betrays them. Pirates come along, take the place over. Spoilers, slaughter um, several people, including the captain. Um, and Maria then finds herself pitted against these pirates to try and prevent them from stealing weapons, and she needs to take take back the lighthouse. Um, and action and adventure ensues is a rough summary.
0: Yeah, I think that covers most of what is yeah. here. Um, I hadn't heard of the Jules Verne book until this yeah. Turned up,
1: nor did um, I.
0: <laughs> jolly good. Um, I think that's one of the things I never dug too deep into Jules Verne. So,
1: no, I have, I found him a little. The only reason I ever read him was because he's referenced in Back to the Future, which is. He perhaps, is. Yeah, perhaps not the greatest read. <laughs> and also Around the World in 80 Days was a fabulous cartoon back in the day. Um, but that was all my Jules Verne knowledge, basically. I've read yeah. a little
0: bit. I've always been more of a H.G. Wells kind of guy. Mm-hmm.
1: So. Slightly, yeah. There you go. There's a concept. Based a comic on Comic-Con, H.G. Wells. I'm sure that's been done.
0: I feel like War of the Worlds at the very least. <laughs> yeah, pretty <must have> <laughs> much, yeah. Um.
1: And Others. Yeah, don't, mm. I don't know. Nothing comes to yeah.
0: mind, but I feel like it must be out yeah. there. Um, so yeah, this was this was pretty new to me. From my understanding of what of the conversation we've had, this yeah. is not reminiscent of the book that much.
1: Not that much. There are, like I said, there's certain plot beats in that you have a central. You know, the character names are the same, and their roles are kind of the same. There's no robot called Moses in the book. Disappointing, or any
0: worse, yeah.
1: <laughs> disappointing, um, and there's not even a character as far as I can remember called Moses in the book. Um, but the basic concept is the same. There are some points where, like, the main characters are underground or sort of in a cave, and the characters in the book also spend some time in a cave, as you do. Um, I think the book ending is more hopeful than this in some regards. Yeah,
0: this isn't exactly, you know. Uh, <laughs> it's
1: not cheery, gonna be honest, mm. there's not a huge amount of, it's not a happy book in many no. ways. The book is, the yeah, the comic book is less optimistic than the written book, I would say. But yeah, basically the written book, if you've ever read Treasure Island, it's kind of similar to Treasure Island. That's the closest reference point I can fling out there. Okay. Um, whereas the comic takes things in a different direction and does more with the pirates to a certain degree as well, sort of fleshes mm. them out a bit. And the morality in the comic is less, it's shades of gray rather than black and white.
0: Yeah. It's hard to know who really is the good guy and who really is the bad guy. So mm. I think it's clear at the end yeah. But until we get there, it's kind of...
1: It's your point of view. From yeah, a certain ba- point on, of view.
0: Yeah. From from one point of view, uh, Captain Congra.
1: Yeah, Congra. That's we'll the go issue with that. I'm going
0: with. Um, and the Free State of Libertaria are the bad guys.
1: Yeah.
0: But from another point of view, th- th- their point of view, the, <laughs> the conglomerate are the bad guys. Yeah. So I guess that keeps it difficult to kind of pin down whose side you're on and yeah i think whilst maria is like the focus we're given she's it's how do i want to say this in words it's it's understandable why they think she's the bad guy
1: yeah because there is a history there she fought in the war to subjugate
0: the seraphim was
1: yeah that's the ones it just makes me think of angels that just the very name yeah. just makes me think of angels fighting each other but yeah so there is a history there whereas she was basically their oppressor during the war as it were yes um and so they do have reason to dislike her but at the same time she's a very sympathetic character because she's carrying a whole ton of baggage
0: yeah, the war has done damage to both yeah. sides.
1: Yeah, and you can see that it's not so much... The, the real evil is the people in charge. Like, it wasn't this particularly necessarily the soldiers on the ground, like Maria, and it wasn't necessarily the rebels on the ground. The ultimate bad guys are the people that flung these people into the meat ground of war in the first place.
0: Pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well said. So... I'll be honest, I read the first issue of this, I want to say, last summer?
1: It, yeah, it was ages ago, yeah.
0: Um, and liked the first issue, and then you ran wild reviewing each <laughs> issue on the website. Yes. Uh, that's bigger than capes.com. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they're all there.
0: Uh, yeah, you can find all of Angela's reviews of every comic.
1: That I have read.
0: <laughs> and I kind of let you, you know, run off with this and didn't really carry on with it. And... Historically, it's been shown that we agree with each other.
1: Yeah, traditionally, <laughs> if you've listened to the Roundup episodes, there's a definite split.
0: Yeah, there's a Matt and Will, Zach and Angela yeah. divide normally. There is, yeah. Um, so I don't know why I was surprised when this is exactly as good as you've said it is, but it is, so... Yeah. Good call. Thank
1: you. Thank you. I have a good taste. I
0: feel like eventually you're going to be wrong, but
1: I've not been wrong yet. Not yet. No. Not yet. So
0: I don't know. I I'm glad you're right about this. Thank you. I, wow, you've got incredibly smug, incredibly fast here. Ego's growing. I just think from the get go, it does really well, kind of to set the scene and establish the characters we have. Even with the pirates, we're kind of introduced to a lot of them. Yeah. And as the issues develop, it's kind of picked out which ones matter more. Yeah. But even though it's pretty character heavy, it kind of stays manageable. A a lot of them get shot. So I guess that...
1: (laughs) It is handy that many of them don't don't get attached, is what we're saying. (laughs) Three
0: get shot quite quickly. Yeah. So the ones we're left with, which are uh, Congre, Congre, <laughs> Congre, 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 Congre. Yeah. I'm just going Head back dude, and forth. Yep. Uh, Kakanti. Yeah. Siren, Amethyst, Dr. K and Bedlam are the group.
1: They're the group that survive. Yes. And interestingly, not all of those names appear in the original book. Okay. But you don't get to know, it's only sort of Congre and Cacante who actually appear in the book or are named and actually have proper roles. So it's nice to see some fleshing out of pirates. (laughs) At least they have names is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. I think that, that was one of the things we kind of see quite recognizable characters here. And there is a sense that to begin with, that they are just recognizable kind of characters to have around, but then they are named and kind of given some information we learn Uh, I think Bedlam is the only one that we don't really get
1: get more info on. It's like we're
0: we're told kind of why Amethyst and Dr. K wear masks. We're told that Siren is sentient
1: liquid. (laughs) Basically.
0: Um, So many questions about that, but hey, maybe maybe one day I'll get some answers. I don't know. Um, But I think this kind of works well. We kind of have an immediate like mystery setup of hey, the part of the space station that we can go outside on has just a badly buried corpse. And
1: Yeah, who is this corpse?
0: Yeah, it's it's a pretty simple kind of here's a dead body setup that's been here for years, apparently. But it's a setup that I think opens the door to bigger Things in play, and we get yeah. those answers. There were some t- points in this where I was concerned we weren't going to get those answers, and I don't think we do until like nearly the end.
1: Yeah, you do have to hang on a bit for answers. I or mean, you get them, it's
0: a simple answer, and it's an answer that makes sense, but <laughs> it is good that we're kind of filled in on hey, why was there a corpse in issue one? Yeah,
1: hey, we've not forgotten that plot point. Here you go. Yeah,
0: and I, I don't think there's anything. Unnecessary in the plot. I think everything is quite smoothly put together.
1: Yep.
0: Um, so basically the plan of the Free State of Libertaria. Yep. Captain Conger and the Pirates, yep. as I'm going to be calling their band, <laughs> um, is basically they are taking over the, the lighthouse with the intention of intercepting a conglomerate ship which contains... Yep all the weapons from the Seraphim war that they didn't use. Yeah. All the things that officially don't exist. Exist, So the the terrifying chemical weapons and biological weapons and the dangerous mech suits and...
1: All of the stuff that they can use to get their own back on the conglomerate.
0: Yes. This is the most anyone's ever said conglomerate.
1: Conglomerate. I'm I'm losing, yeah. (laughs) Losing the ability to pronounce it, but yeah.
0: So there's an interesting amount of kind of details packed into what's on the ship, I think. The kind of vague concepts like views are then padded out later on, and it's pretty scary. Yeah. So I think there's a good amount of detail and a good amount of planning to every aspect of this. I mean... Yeah. To be fair, okay, they're they're building on Jules Verne, which is probably a solid...
1: It's Foundation. a good starting point, but it does... It's It's got more... I don't want to say more depth than Jules Verne, because, you know, one of one of France's greatest ever writers. Um, I'm but just, he's no
0: David he's Hine.
1: No, <laughs> yeah. But I think they take the ideas that Jules Verne's thrown at us and just basically run with the concept.
0: Yeah, and I think... It helps that David Hine is someone who has done quite a lot of comics, it, yeah, in my has. understanding. I I think the, the first things from David Hine that I kind of stumbled into were Son of M and... Um,
1: oh, yes. I think
0: is it Silent War as well that comes after that? Where the Inhumans mm-hmm. fight the Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four, but because of Quicksilver? I,
1: Reasons? I don't know. Yeah. I um. He so, I, I feel
0: like I've been reading David Hines' books on and off for, uh, oh God, like 20 years? Wow. Yeah.
1: Let's all feel old. Wow.
0: Um, yeah. Was House of M really like 2000? It
1: was a long while ago. 2004?
0: Anyway, uh, so. <laughs> 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 Not thinking about that. I, I think David Hines, a pretty consistent writer. I don't know if he's yeah. necessarily the most celebrated at times.
1: He's one of those hard grafters in the background who just does his thing. Yeah. And
0: like, I don't know how many people no. picked up Son of Am. I don't know how many people no. <laughs> have, have dug into, I don't know, the the mm. issues of Spawn he's done or the issues of what else we got. Like, did he do Spider-Man Noir? I think he did Spider-Man Noir, which I've also read. Um. And Joker's Asylum. Wow. Nice.
1: All, only I read Joker's Asylum, I think. We're delving deep now. I think the official
0: count of readers for Joker's Asylum were just me. um,
1: and Maybe one other person.
0: It was a good idea. Like an anthology <laughs> comic told by the Joker. That's, that's, that's not
1: bad. It's, it's a fine concept.
0: <laughs> what was the point? Um, David but, Hines. Yes. Has a...
1: There's a pedigree. Yeah.
0: And to have been working in comics for like 20-something years now yeah. and still be kind of not the biggest name says a lot about commitment to just writing books. And
1: yeah.
0: I kind—I of, respect that a lot. I think I, I've enjoyed all of his stuff that I've read and I, yeah. I liked this a lot. And I think Brian Ham...
1: Habelin? Hey,
0: yeah, Brian Haberlin, mm. um, has now he's the next book he's done after his Hell Cup, right? Yeah. Which he's written on his own.
1: Which is written on his own, yeah.
0: So I, I guess this is a kind of launchpad for his writing. I I guess I don't know much yeah. of Brian Haberlin's work either. No,
1: he's it's certainly a launchpad because he did the art on this, yeah. Um, and he does all the art on the Hell Cup, and we should probably at some point talk about the the art, because I know that it's not necessarily the kind of art that everyone's going to like. And it is it is a particular style, shall we say. Um, I think the other thing is, is it it Hellcop is also a... Um, oh, my on- brain,
0: Haberlin's done loads.
1: Yeah, he has. They, he's, he's done...
0: I forgot about the marks.
1: Yeah, so Hellcop is an ongoing. It's just done its first well it's finished its first arc
0: yeah a couple of weeks ago right yeah
1: um so that this i think benefits from the fact that it is five and done yeah it's a self-contained story so they have to kind of wrap things up it's sort of i wouldn't say it's forcing them because the number of writers who will drop stuff in there and then forget they've done it and then they'll finish the book and we'll have no idea what in actual fact, that thing meant and it will forever annoy us. Um, <laughs> but these two experienced enough that they've decided, yes, we'll do a complete story and we will wrap all up the loose ends.
0: Yeah. And I feel like you could do more with some of these characters. I
1: think you could, definitely.
0: But I think what we see is enough. And yeah. as a... As a kind of standalone one-off sci-fi book, I'm I'm pretty okay with how this goes. I think everything is quite n- neatly tied together, so it never feels like anyone, anything outstays the uh, outstays its welcome. I think everything is quite no. well structured. Um, I agree with you point about the art. I think it isn't going to be to everyone's taste. I know Will isn't particularly. He's not a fan, a fan of
1: this style. No.
0: Um, I quite liked it though. I think there's a. I
1: mean, the way it's a supposed-
0: realism to it that yeah. kind of suits the creepiness of certain sections. It, it feels, feels kind weird. of, um, kind of three D animated in design. I feel like yeah. the, I feel like the animated series of this could look exactly like this.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Which isn't something I'm entirely against. It's something that. Used to annoy me with like artists like Fraser Irving. Yeah. Who I think has also done books with David Hine. Um, but I, ha- I ended up reading so much of his art that I came around <laughs> to it eventually. Um, and I'm a fan. I think it works here as well. I think it kind of suits the sci-fi story we're being yeah. told. Nothing feels too kind of ridiculous or overblown. Everything feels quite real and...
1: It does. It does have that almost you could reach into it and touch it kind of yeah. a quality at points.
0: I think one of my complaints would be that I think there's some action sequences that can feel a bit too static.
1: Yeah, um, certainly with the, the last couple of issues where yes. there's more um, confrontation and fighty-fighty going on, for want of a better term.
0: But even then, I don't think it's a particularly bad thing. I think it's just... I think it can be common in comics and in, common in comics that's the thing I don't say a lot um any anyway, for things to be kind of stiff in action sequences
1: yeah because it is ultimately 2D drawings in whatever yeah, manner that there's, is there's only so much so you much, can do only,
0: yeah there's a limited amount of movement you can apply yeah but overall, I think the art suits this really well. I think the mech suits and Moses and the kind of space mm. suit designs. We haven't talked about Moses yet. Moses. Are, you, are you okay? <laughs>
1: Mo- I know. I know. Moses' design is just so good. It's, yeah. And he as a character is just so good. So he's a nanny, but, and he's basically passed down through the family. Yeah. So he served. Uh, Maria's mother, he wants to serve her daughter. I don't know what happens if they have a, a son. Does he pass the son? Who knows? Not mentioned at all. Not mentioned. Yeah. What that's a concept. That's a weird thing. Um but yeah, so he's he's just got layers because he starts off as like he's caring for Maria and he still cares for Maria. But at the same time, it's the way he goes about it, is sometimes <laughs> quite creepy and yeah. a little bit psychotic
0: it's it's an interesting one i'll admit he kind of starts this quite caring and friendly and he does look like he's a weird designed robot because he seems quite friendly and approachable but also terrifying he's yeah he, he has the same facial expression as an axel lol
1: yeah, he does. He does. <laughs>
0: a kind of blank smile.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but also has this kind of terrifying body. I don't know what it is.
1: Yeah, it might. Is it all the stuff on his back that's kind He's of He's got like... a lot of
0: like, spiky stuff sticking out of his yeah. back.
1: Yeah. Wires um, and tubes and...
0: And has one arm that's definitely thicker than the other.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: but I think he starts off quite friendly and you know chill, I guess almost. Yeah. Caring and calm. Um I think we have the recurring like uh Maria telling him to show up and him be like showing up. Yeah. Which works. But then later on um he explains to um Angie Davis, was yes. she? Yes, uh, Angie Davis, who was a doctor from the ship full of weapons who manages to escape when the pirates intercept the ship. Yep. Wow, that's a lot of information nice. to cram into 10 seconds. Um, <laughs> Moses convinces her to kind of... Alter his code so he can do some some killing.
1: Yeah, basically he's programmed <laughs> not to kill, so he gets Davis to override, so he can go do the killings.
0: Um, and I think the first, the first, so he he kind of kills the guard that's guarding them when they've been captured by the pirates.
1: And he takes such glee in it as yeah. well. He's like, "God, you don't know how long I've waited to do yeah, that." Yeah, you can't
0: imagine how long I wanted to do that. <laughs> and I think at that moment, it's. It's it's funny, but it's this kind of low-key, like... oh Oh. Oh? Um, and, yeah, he goes from kind of adorable to kind of threatening in, like, one fell swoop. Yeah,
1: like, just a few panels. He's like, you know, oh, you know, they're trying to escape, and then he's just like, just override it, and I can, you know... Right out here. He doesn't even say kill, I think. It, oh, no, I'm not allowed to kill sentient beings. Yeah, that was it. He does tell her he can't kill. And then, yeah, but you can override and I'll tell you how to do it.
0: Yeah, um, and he, he rhymes off the kind of a section of like the Asimov laws. It but... is, yeah.
1: From the old days. But I, I like the way he says to David, my priority is to save my mistress. Yours is to prevent the pirates taking the conglomerate weaponry back to their home planet. And that becomes painfully apparent later on yes. that his priority is Maria, and despite everything else that's going on, that is his priority above literally the lives and hopes and dreams and whatever's of every other living being in the galaxy.
0: Yeah, there's um, a certain amount of intensity to it Yeah, <laughs> that I think amps up as the book goes on. Um, yeah. It also makes for a few a few real surprises. I think mm. in issue one, I don't think it seems like Moses is going to be, like, surprising throughout the plot and pushing this in weird directions. <laughs> yeah, but, you just
1: think, oh, cute robot.
0: Yeah, he's kind of integral and... Yeah, I think without him, this would be a very different story. Yeah. Um,
1: And it's interesting because there isn't a Moses equivalent in the Jules Verne book.
0: So this is all David Hines. So this is all
1: (laughs) David Hines and Brian Haberlin's great work. As far as I can remember, I'm just going to flick through the actual book. But as far as I'm aware, there isn't, because most of the actual book written by Jules Verne is basically uh, Vaskev. I may, I will have pronounced that incorrectly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and um, they John Davis is called in the book. Cause is, that's what I also like, is they've gender bent the characters as well. Yes,
0: they, they've definitely added some variety. And I, um, Felipe, I think he's non-binary as well. Yeah. Or at least hinted at being. And yeah.
1: And then you've got Ek. Ek uh, I can't pronounce his name.
0: I can't do the full name, but no. Ek, Ek was the short... <laughs>
1: Who thing. is, yeah, the short
0: alien. Um, and I think it's not as straightforward as you expect. From a book written 100 years ago, yeah, I would expect this to be incredibly kind of yeah, male they're, they're characters. Yeah, they're all
1: guys. Nice. They're all guys for obvious reasons, because that's the world Jules Verne's writing in. So it's nice that they've... Because Vasquez's um, actual Maria's background isn't actually that different to the male character in the book in that... He is also a war veteran who has seen bad things. Um it's treated I think I don't want to say necessarily better because the idea of military PTSD didn't really exist when Jules Verne was around. Yeah. Um but it 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 is dived into and delved into and expanded on more in the comic which is a good thing.
0: Yeah, I think it's a big part of the Vasquez character and Shapes who she is here, yeah, and explains a lot of her motivations, which is good that it's mm. it's dealt with, and it's not just here we are calling you the butcher of color or the yeah. beast of color. And then, like, yeah, to show that that's had an effect is something that not all books would do, but is a good detail to establish that she isn't just a heartless killing machine turned lighthouse attendee.
1: (laughs) Yeah. There's a reason that she's picked this as an assignment because she doesn't think she can really face her family. That comes up because she has a daughter and Zena Zena. Um, and we're like, you know, a lot of what she does is related to how she thinks her daughter's going to view her. And she doesn't want her daughter to view her as the butcher. She wants her to be not necessarily proud of her, but even just not viewing her as an evil war criminal.
0: I mean, you know, (laughs) so little to ask in the grand scheme.
1: Yeah. Look, I killed a bunch of people, but please don't hold it against me. I've I've moved on. Yeah.
0: (laughs) No, I think that's, that's key to the character is trying to move past the terrible things that have happened in the war Um. And I guess we almost see the opposite of that with the pirates who can't move past.
1: No. Physically. Um, Yeah. In many respects.
0: So we see the two different sides of both sides heavily affected by the war, but one side trying to grow past it and accept it, the other side still want that sweet, sweet revenge. Yeah. And with good reason. I'm, yeah, I'm not... I mean,
1: they've, they've been disfigured. They've lost family. They've had their lives ruined, essentially. You can kind of see where the need for revenge has come from.
0: Yeah, you. I, I think this is what makes it such a strong book is, from Vasquez's point of view, the pirates are the bad guys. But from the pirates' point of view, the conglomerate are the bad guys. And as the... Beast slash butcher of color. So mm. so is Vasquez. So it's hard to. I think everyone is in a moral gray area, as we've yeah. said, and everyone kind of sucks in their own special way.
1: Yeah, but- and no one, no one in this, including the robot, is morally above anyone else. They're all I mean, I mean you could argue maybe Davis. Yeah,
0: Davis I feel like we don't hear her
1: Yeah stance
0: too heavily no. so she's
1: she's probably more of an innocent in this than anyone else although admittedly she was on a conglomerate ship that was transporting weapons including biological weapons that yeah can and kill we're told she's ways. the
0: kind of bio she's a bio chemical engineer yeah, so i guess so she's, maybe she's
1: not there you get you see you can't even even the ones you think yeah they're fine yeah we're no. not really
0: given too much to go off of what what her real level was Captain Morrit No, I mean no,
1: he's no. creepy. He's creepy. He's um, creepy. He hits on women. Um Yeah, he's yeah, again, no one really comes it's interesting because when you start when you read the first issue, your sympathy is against the pirates. It, it's like, oh, they are definitely the bad guys. And then you sort of get into it a bit more, you go, Maybe they're not the bad guys. Maybe everyone's the bad guys. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I think it's well-structured in that. And I don't know. There is definitely a point where you think Moses and Davis are like the solid good guys.
1: Yeah. And that
0: doesn't last for more no. than a couple of pages. <laughs> no. Um, it's really well-structured. The Yeah. the The whole story is told in such a good, compelling way. Um, I think I read all of this in like a few hours. It's ridiculously easy to read, yeah. and
1: because I was so upset, because I read this in singles, and I was just every week I was <laughs> like, "Is it not here? Is it not here?" And it was. It was so good. It was one of those where I was desperately waiting for the next issue to come out.
0: Yeah, and I can see what I mean. Even in issue one, I think when the pirates arrive on the ship and are meant to not be pirates until the reveal of
1: Yeah.
0: now oh, the captain's here, he's the one on the unicorn. He's such a what's that now? Huh? Yeah. Never really addressed what that's about. No. And I'm kind of okay with it.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, it's interesting as well because the, the initial group of pirates we see are the group of pirates we, we come to see repeatedly. Yeah. So it's only the ones that don't matter that <laughs> we only see once as they get Just shot. Briefly,
1: yes, as they die. <laughs> Terribly. But I don't know. I, I
0: like the, the cast of characters we're given. I think despite the moral greyness of everyone, I think Moses, yeah. um Kongre, kakante siren app they're all good they're, they're all, all yeah. some of them get more attention than others but the ones that don't get a lot of attention at least get enough substance that you're kind of up to speed on who they are
1: yeah and it's except like bedlam except bedlam <laughs> um because it's like the betrayal thing because you've got ek and felipe on the who turn out to be turn goat type people yes and the whole reason why Eck actually went down that road is kind of interesting because it's like
0: yeah it's it says a lot about the conglomerate and yeah about us humans
1: yeah us bad people <laughs> and Filippo of course has There were several twists to Felipe's loyalties. Felipe's
0: complicated.
1: Felipe's very complicated. I was not expecting most of what came out with her or or them. Should we go with them? Because it is kind of... Them,
0: I think, yeah. Them,
1: because it is hinted. Um, Yeah, but what they are up to, that was like, ooh.
0: Yes. It it was interesting to me as well, because in the first issue... Felipe and Vasquez look very similar. They do. And originally I assumed there was going to be some connection there. And then each issue after that, I feel like there was an effort made to be like, no, they're not meant they're to look that similar. Characters. They've just got very similar haircuts. <laughs> yeah.
1: They are different. Everybody. They are different.
0: Which is good. Cause that first issue where Felipe is playing the weird kazoo thing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There's a, a few panels where it's like, who, what? Who are, <laughs> <you laughs> are you Who people?
1: are you? What are you doing?
0: Um, so spacing, spacing mm-hmm. out them out, kind of putting them in different scenarios and then casually flattening out Felipe's Tweaking, hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and changing the colours makes it clear that they're different people. But yeah. uh, that, was one, that was one of the few things in the art that I was confused by. Yeah,
1: but. I was going to say that is one of the... Um... That was one of the few problems, if you will, with the art that they do correct. So, or he do correct, I should say, <laughs> Brian correct. Yes, um, and it works much better when that's been done because, yeah, like I say, they're, they're more distinct.
0: It's just flicking through as well. It's it's a go-to thing in comics, but when we see the like treasure trove hoard of crap that captain morris has he's kind of secret room full of you know pirate costumes and sex robots and framed portraits of himself
1: those are my favorite
0: (laughs) it's the kind of thing we see a lot in comics but i'm always a big fan of the room full of stuff you know i don't know what it is I don't know if it goes back to those like, you know, early days reading comics where you've got like the Bat Cave with yeah. the giant penny and the dinosaur. And the curiosity of what the hell is, are, are all these things. But I'm still a big fan anytime that a comic is like, here's this character's room full of random junk.
1: Yeah, here's his stuff.
0: Um so yeah, I, I like that, and I like that Moses is like I could scan all of his journals page by page if he hadn't written them on paper, like some kind of monster. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, But I like that even things like that, even Moses reading all of the captain's journals comes to pay off later on in the book. that He knows more about Felipe and Eck than, and Vasquez than... Yeah. Well, he he knows about them from Captain Morris's point of view, yeah, which yeah. is an interesting kind of addition to the story to be like, hey, yeah. um, Moses can do anything. So he
1: he's, he's doing yeah.
0: I mean, we also see him as a kind of walking pharmacy at times just
1: He's basically he's a bit of um They say smacking it to a certain degree, but in the best ways. Yeah,
0: he solves multiple problems very quickly and it still works, though. Yeah, it does. I don't think there's any point where he seems like he's pushing the realms of possibility. As a a kind of nanny bot, I think the idea that he could could just, you know... Do all these things. Knock together some medication for you. you. do, Yeah. It, it makes some... It makes sense. ...weird sense. In but a weird some way. Um, it does. I feel like we're talking about this book in a very random...
1: We're not yet... ...unstructured
0: yeah, order. ...under-structured
1: But in a... Yeah, it, we jump around a bit because... Yeah, but the book, do. the book doesn't. The book doesn't. But yeah, there's also, touching back on that, there's also that bit of humour as well. Like, it is pretty bleak because we're looking at people who've been through a war and that's not great, but there is still those little moments of humor where like, even when Moses just reveals the secret lair and she's like, how did you find this? He's like, yeah, I just followed him. <laughs> I just wanted to know where he went to for ages. Like, so, you know, I've just been following him.
0: Yeah, I, I, that's true. There's there's sections like that that are just like, oh, okay. okay yeah. Fair. He, I think moses is quite funny yeah whether intentional or not at times it's hard to know um i think there are times when the character is being funny and there are times where he's just coincidentally funny funny, yeah
1: um
0: but i guess that's digging into the depths of how much does the character know about himself and that's complicated
1: it is um
0: we talked earlier about kind of Brian Habilan's art being quite realistic, but I also think the coloring is very, kind of. So it's Jared Van Dyke. Yes. Um, I think coloring feels very natural and very real. It's
1: yeah.
0: It's got that sense where you feel like the kind of like the angle of light has been considered in every panel, and
1: yeah, it's not just. Because I think people think that with digital art, oh, they've just... I mean, to be fair... there throw some
0: colour at it. Yeah,
1: throw some colour I mean, to be fair, all comic book art generally these days ends up digital. <laughs> but still... <Yeah. laughs> still, just the fact that there has been clearly, as I said, there's been an effort to work out where the light's coming from, what sort of colours do we use here to make it look as good as possible. Yes. And
0: things like that must be hard when it's... Largely indoors in space. Yeah. <laughs> Where's your light?
1: <laughs> where is your light? What is going on? Natural
0: light kind of stops being a thing.
1: And then later on, um she's in a cave. She was in a cave. Yes. I did remember she was in a cave. Um, and that's difficult to sort of colour where literally you're fighting weird beasties in the dark. Um...
0: The Xurfins? The
1: Xurfins.
0: The weird, like... The weird, like... Space boar
1: space, things. P- yeah, things? Yeah, space boar, hoggy, piggy boar things, yeah. And, yeah, it, it it's not easy to actually try and colour something that's literally in a cave. Um, but it works. It
0: really does. I, um... I mean, art overall, I think... I mean, we've touched on the art as the actual art style, but, like, panel layout, colouring... The
1: panel, that's what... I think that's one of the things I said when I reviewed it, We issue by issue, was the panels are interesting. Like, the way the panels are used... I mean, there's that bit where she's kind of having a bit of a breakdown um, in the escape pod when she's just seen a whole bunch of people die. Yeah. And she's just like... it's happening again, it's not my fault, and you just get the tumbling panels that just go close up on her face. And it's just, yeah, it's just nice. It's just, I like this sort of... I like it when they just try and do something a little different with the art, and I think they're certainly doing that, and it works really well, and it suits the story.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think everything here fits together really well, and... You know, I was surprised. I didn't have high expectations. I didn't mm-hmm. really I didn't really know anything about this going in like when the first issue came out. Yeah. I I feel like some image books are kind of we're told about repeatedly and we see it's, the press yeah, releases. It's all over
1: the place.
0: Things like I don't know. Not to go back to the same examples, but
1: <laughs> You know what we're talking about, if you've read Image. Um, books. Spawn. Pretty much.
0: <laughs> Spawn has been very pushed the last few months, and we've been told about Spawn a lot. And yeah. um there are other books that I think have had a lot of pushing recently. Stuff um I think what's the furthest place from here has actually been quite like, hey, what's yeah. the furthest place from yeah. here? And admittedly it's not all image, it's also the creators and how much
1: they promote their own work, yeah.
0: But I think this was very under the radar i feel i feel like mm. i don't know a lot of people who check this out other than us
1: no well if you look at the back like normally on the back of a trade you get you know comments from big websites like i don't know
0: bigger than capes.com yeah. <laughs>
1: well we are on the back um but like there's not there's not the big sites like the big comic reviewing sites
0: L- like.
1: Like. Comic book. That is one. That is one. Or Adventures in Poor Taste. Or Oh god, all those are the ones that I read and can't remember them Bleeding now Bleeding Cool. Bleeding Cool. Are they still yeah, still IGN. IGN. Any um... of those folk. Normally they are all quoted on the back. And um, they're not. There's like there's the there's me, there's the fanboy factor, Biff Bam Bop. I mean, monkeys fighting robots is quite big yeah. and space.com, but there's none of the big, big sites that seem to have also covered this. Cause I, I like to look at other people's reviews cause I'm weird. And there were none that
0: you just need confirmation that you're correct.
1: Yeah, I do. Yeah. I just like <laughs> to know that I am right. Um, but no one else particularly seemed to be covering it or like there weren't many articles about previews for the next issue or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, that's true.
0: And, I, I've I've known a lot of people who are weirdly dismissive of sci-fi books. Yeah. Because of Saga, <laughs> which has always confused yeah. me. I know loads of people who kind of wrote like Descender, like yeah. s- six volumes. Great creative team. Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: Celebrated by us and many others, and many people. But I know people who didn't like Descender because it wasn't Saga. and
1: There's your problem.
0: Insane things like that. So I I do wonder how many sci-fi books kind of slip under people's radar because they're not Saga. They're not Saga. Which is such an odd way to be. And I quite like, uh, I think we all quite like the standalone, one-volume, straight-to-graphic-novel type. Yeah. Books. So something like this, I guess, appeals to us more than it will to yeah. other people. Similarly, did I just make a word up? Similarly,
1: Similarly
0: hmm. um, stuff like Hellcop is kind of out there fantasy that I think both of us have been yeah. interested in, but I don't know. So, I mean, I think we'll be back here in...
1: yeah
0: two, three months doing a Hell Cop episode.
1: The trade is out. The first trade is out very soon. Oh, cool. By very right. soon, I mean within like a month or so, yeah. All right, that's fine. Fa- I
0: normally expect them to still take like... Forever. For Yeah, not forever, but a while. For, yeah, no, forever, for a while. Yeah.
1: But no, it is It is a great show because I don't think this book's got, had the traction and promotion and... Stuff yeah. Because it, it is really good. I mean, it's listed as science fiction slash thriller on the back. I think that kind of fits Which it. Which is true. Um, so yeah, it is a shame that it's not got more coverage.
0: Definitely. I, I've i really enjoyed this and I'm glad that I read it all for this episode. It's
1: Yay.
0: further proof that Angela's normally right.
1: Yes, true. <laughs> um, if in doubt. <laughs> yeah, if, if in doubt,
0: just assume Angela was right about it. Pretty much. But I, I would quite happily have more from any and all of this creative team
1: yeah i I, I
0: think we will get that it's interesting i hope as we've said i was in the dark and david and brian habelin have done quite a lot together particularly image
1: yeah
0: um but i would like to see some of these books kind of become more pride of place a little bit. I I
1: mean, they've put it on the shadow line imprint, which is an interesting choice. I feel, I feel like
0: as comic readers though, I feel like, the different image imprints don't matter too much to people in in store
1: yeah when they see image as long as it's got image on it it's an image book
0: yeah i feel like if you're sure there'll be people who've been into image for a long time who will be like hardcore shadow liners i don't don't know if i've met many of them but um like i'm sure there are hardcore top cow people Mm. and is yeah. it still Todd McFarlane Productions? Is that s- I assume oh, it, so. it was. I don't know if it's still thing. I
1: assume think. he still has his
0: name on that. Yeah. Um, and like Kirkman's imprint as well,
1: Skybound. Skybound, yeah.
0: So I, I assume there will be people who gravitate towards those imprints, but I think we're quite broadly interested in just image as a company. Yeah. Um we do read a lot of image books
1: we do they're good though that's yeah that's why. i mean that's
0: the reason so and yeah there's
1: a lot of them
0: but with this i i would encourage people to check this out i think it's a yeah. really good standalone sci-fi book um
1: that's it's, yeah. really
0: well streamlined and really what really neatly constructed i keep saying the word neat
1: it is though it's neat I'm using that in the all <laughs> term phrases of the t- terms of the words, so i I'm not sure
0: I have much more to add. I feel like I no. could rattle on in different directions. And- we
1: could continue to say how good it is in different ways, but at the end of the day, it's a really good book. Um, it deserves to be more widely read and if you like a bit i mean if you're into jules verne if you've read the lighthouse at the end of the world why not read this just to compare <laughs> if you're into
0: space pirates <laughs> if you're into
1: space pirates if you're, if you're into, into regular
0: pilots. if you're into normal <laughs> regular pirates, pirates yeah. regular
1: pirates i can't speak yeah but i think it has got a lot to offer yes it's sci-fi but it's i think people have this idea like i said that like the saga sci-fi and it's Science fiction in comics is just far more than that. And this is a great example as to why it's an interesting genre.
0: And I don't feel like this is a huge universe sci-fi type story where there's loads. I feel like there's a a lot of this world packed into quite a small space. All the information you need is here rather than being this kind of like descender or saga. Yeah. Yeah. Massive universe concepts where it takes six volumes or longer to show you the world. I think this just gives you the world and isn't too complicated about yeah. it. It's just this is the deal conglomerate, pirates, lighthouse, wormholes. Why were there no other ships coming through the wormholes?
1: Uh, <laughs> well, is that because of okay. the, 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 twist at the end where we actually yeah, it could be heck um <laughs> and is it also because we find out what exactly the conglomerate is up to at the very end oh yeah true maybe it's all maybe it is nearly mm. either way
0: perhaps we'll never know no but i've really enjoyed this and i think other people yeah. would and Agreed. i think you're right congrats yeah.
1: thank you i'll so, get on a uh... badge <laughs> angela is always right i'll get it on a t-shirt. <laughs>
0: But The next bigger than capes merch line,
1: that's it, not any
0: merch lines yet. But. <laughs> We're not
1: going to, but when we do,
0: um, so yeah, I think that's us. Yeah, unless you've got something, no,
1: go read this book. That's all I have
0: to say. So, yeah, go read uh, Jules Verne's Lighthouse. Uh, check out Angela's reviews at biggerthancapes.com.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, if you like this, if you like our reviews, support us on coffee. Yep,
1: yeah.
0: and um. Yeah, we have been Angela and Zach collectively bigger than capes and will continue to be. Indeed. And remember (laughs) that comics are bigger Bigger than than capes.
1: capes.